It's whiskey time. Cut the recording. Whiskey. Welcome back to the Bad Gamecast. This is Jake. This is Jason. And this time we played DT Racer. Go DT Racer, go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, I miss fucking Speed Racer. Did you ever watch the live action movie? No. (laughs) Fucking me either. DT Racer, developed by Axis Entertainment, published by XS Games, released on the PS2. I have here PS1 as well. Is that true? It might be. No. I didn't fact check it. Uh, released September 2005. It's a racing game. I don't know if you caught that from the title. Do you know what DT stands for? Does it stand for anything? Not as far as I'm aware. Is it some like South Korean shit? Maybe. Because Axis is a South Korean company. I need to correct one thing on that statement. Axis Games? <laughs> Axis was a South Korean uh... company. Uh, Axis Games eventually... Uh, folded, I think. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you Google Axis, games don't come up. <laughs> well, Axis and Allies. <laughs> Fact checking. Yeah, it's, um, they don't exist. Oh, no. But they made such a quality product. <laughs> I'd say take us through the story, but, uh. Hey, yo, there's no story. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's just your, like, I want to say bog standard, but it's less than that. So, like, what's worse than a bog? Full-on swamp? It's Okay, it's your swamp standard <laughs> uh, sim racing game. Is it a desert? What's worse than a bog? Tundra, right? Because there ain't shit out there. Uh, and you name uh, your character slash your save file. Yeah. So... It was embarrassing whenever anyone in my world would lose to Meat Jaw at racing. <laughs> Man, I just went with the default name. That makes sense. Because it doesn't matter at all. Yeah. No, but it was funny seeing up on the scoreboard, Meat Jaw. <laughs> meat Jaw. I do like, because uh, you get to pick an icon too, yep. which are just people in a, a racing helmet. Feels like stock photos. <laughs> yeah, it does. But there's two of them where they like they look shifty. <laughs> Like, ah. I have a, one that like has the visor up so you can see his eyes, but not like the resolution on this game is terrible. So you can't actually see his eyes just like where his eyes should be. Yeah. Like that man is untrustworthy. <laughs> Do you want to start with how this game looks? Uh, sure. I mean, so to say uh, the game is as extent there's no story the progression is you win races to win money to buy new cars to do more races. Yeah, that's it. There are... I even have this written down. It's on the back of the box. It is. Yeah, but that's all the way downstairs. There's like 30-something cars. Oh, did you bring it up? Uh, 21. There's 21 cars. 21 fake cars. See, uh, licensing cars in video games is expensive. And this game has a full damage where bits come flying off the cars. I say bits. It's really hard to tell. Stuff, it makes a crunchy sound, and then something flies... You don't really know what it is until yeah. you pass it later. And uh, wouldn't you know it, most car manufacturers don't want like their pristine cars getting damaged in a video game. That's why a lot of uh, like pick your popular racing franchises don't have damage. I'm not even sure that's necessarily it. That's just, part of it. They just want money. No, no. Like if uh, I think that was uh, an issue with like I want to say Forza. 
where like the cars don't get damaged because when they license them, it was in the licensing contracts that they not show damage on the cars because hmm. they want their shit to be pristine. Which like okay, so to get around that, you just have fake cars, which like are very clearly modeled after real cars, but you know legally distinct enough that it's not a problem. Something like that. I mean, I'm no car person, uh, so <laughs> sweet Christmas. I'm not either. There's uh, an amount of them being like a car that is lost on me where I'm like, yep, that looks like a car. And they're like, no, it looks like this car. And I'm like, I wouldn't know. Well, it's like uh, one of them is like, it's very definitely a Mustang. This one's very definitely like a Lotus Elise. This one's very definitely a, a pick a Porsche. Like, yeah. you know, the the one to one doesn't matter so much. You get the idea. And it's um my favorite part is maybe how uh, how chunky it looks. It looks bad. Which is weird, because it's not like... PS2 games can look pretty good. I mean, this isn't one of them. No, and that's actually one of the things is... I am going to say this a million times in the next 20 minutes. After playing this game, I booted up Gran Turismo 3. A game that I have fond memories of uh, because it was a game I owned, so I played it a bunch because I was a child. As much as I don't really care for racing games, and if you were like, hey, here's the new Gran Turismo, I'd be like, eh, I probably wouldn't play it. Yeah. I'd be more likely to play through three again. Booted up three. My God. <laughs> it looks so much better than this game. It's weird. Uh, today, I was playing it with the kids. And um, them commenting on uh, how hard it is to see, like, ahead of you. Just because it's like... And, like, I'm playing on a PS2 with an HDMI converter. Yeah. So, like, that's as good as I'm going to get it to look. Yes. And, like, it's, it's like, if there's uh, a sharp turn... Uh, you can't tell until you smack into the wall unless you're like staring at the map in the corner, the mini map I'm in, which like they're not because why would they? Why would it not like why would you not be able to see where it is you're supposed to go? Why would it just be like a blind turn into a fucking flat wall? You're just, Bam! Should have turned there. I know, Dad. <laughs> Do you? Actually, this was one of the things that I found going back and forth between the two. Yeah. Gran Turismo is a lot slower. Yeah, especially early on, right? Even at high speeds. When the numbers both say 150, mm -hmm. Gran Turismo is noticeably slower. Now, that means races are slightly longer. Sure. But it also means the game is so much more playable. Because <laughs> it feels like you can see the turns and actually plan and do things. I have a fun question. When you're going over 100 miles an hour uh, and you're not hitting the turbo, just normally going that fast, do you end up with this uh, weird tunnel vision effect where everything outside of the center of the frame now has this weird wiggly bullshit? Not uh, eventually e without turbo. It, it was only at like plus 200 or something. Sure. You have to have a real straightaway to get up to it. Yeah. And then the turbo absolutely causes you to go plaid where you just can't fucking see. Yeah. Oh, so it doesn't just do it when you're driving normally like a DT racer does. Oh no. I was talking about in DT racer. Oh no, no. In Gran Turismo, it never happens. It uh, absolutely happens in DT racer when you just are over a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I didn't have that necessarily. 
Yeah. I didn't notice it when I was playing it on my PC, but I definitely noticed it when I was playing on the TV. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, bad. Like, even the cars aren't well rendered. The cars <laughs> no. look worse, which, for context, DT Racer, 2005. Mm-hmm. Gran Turismo 3, 2001. Yeah. Four years later. And this game looks worse, handles worse, has substantially less cars. I need you to understand. Gran Turismo, and there's a reason why it's known as, like, basically the game that invented and perfected the sim racing style. But, like, there's so many cars in there. Yeah. And, uh... (laughs) Like... Alone, because again, I started up and I didn't have a save file, so I had to start from the very beginning. So I was trying to buy a kind of like mid-rangey car to start out with to just do some of the first couple races. Sure. Because you don't actually start with a car. You start with $17,000 and you have to buy your first car. Right, right. But that means you can go through all of the makes, all of the makers. There's three different Miatas. Not Mazdas, just Miatas. <laughs> There's like 10 Mazdas. Uh, I should close this here. Genuinely think there's probably hundreds of cars in Gran Turismo. I was like looking at other stuff that was released in 2005. So, you know, like Shadow of the Colossus, Resident Evil 4, Devil May Cry 3, uh, the original Star Wars Battlefront 2, which do look kind of chunky, but you know what? Still good. Kingdom Hearts 2, God of War. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Fucking gun. God, I love gun. Uh, that is what I wanted to say. Like, the. Just even when you're picking a car, like the models look chonky and they're like, we're not even talking about driving around just as they're sitting there in the garage when they should arguably look their best. Yeah, not in motion. There's no action going on. So this is just display. Show off the pretty car. Yeah. And they look like dirt. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, why? It is staggering. Ah. Uh, Jason, since we're comparing this to Gran Turismo, I almost said Grand Theft Auto. I mean, this game also lets you uh, fine-tune the your car just how you want it, right? It, te- it technically has tuning, kind of. Does it? No. Like, when I think tuning, I don't think moving the downforce high or low and adjusting the suspension from tight or loose, and that's it. Yeah, so one I of think, the like, engine tuning. Gran Turismo does, and, like... I- it's at various points because, uh, again, I played three and four a bunch and I get them confused uh, where like once you upgrade your car to the maximum level, they give you full tuning kits where like you can change the curves and where you enter each gear and the braking power of each individual wheel, which is always a fun one where you can make like your front left tire really hard brakes. <laughs> But just that one, if you want to, like, do a lot of spins. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a choice that you can make. A bad one, but it is a choice. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just want to press the brake and turn a little in one direction or another. Yeah. Sure, why not? So, yeah, like, this whole idea behind sim racing is that it's like as, as video gamey as they can make real racing. Yeah. So there's tuning your car. There is in endurance races, you know, the big, like, uh, Daytona 500, like, long races where you do have to gas up. Yeah. Because that's how real life is. Mm-hmm. Hey, this game has that, too. Yeah. But this game misses, like, everything else. 
it's so weird that it's like a sim racer, but it handles so poorly and you can't actually really tune your cars. There's only, what did you say, like 26? 21. 21. I just looked it up. There's 185 cars <laughs> in Gran Turismo 3. You know, and I imagine that between the 185 cars, they don't all feel the exact same. Not even close. Ah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if it's an AI thing or what, because it feels like they do a kind of no matter how good your car is, the AI is just designed to be that same level. Because mm. you don't really feel better. Uh, it, uh, Kind of. And maybe it's because uh, I put in a money cheat and I was using the uh, like highest tier car for the lowest tier races. Where uh, uh, those boys weren't going to catch up no matter what they tried. I mean, they did because I couldn't stop crashing. But like, that's not because of the supercar. That's because it handled like shit. Yeah, because that's all the cars in this game. <laughs> okay, so when you're driving, right, uh, and you know how sometimes when you hit the brakes and then you just completely lose control of the vehicle and there's nothing you can do about it? I was going to bring this up <laughs> because that's the thing. You're going straight away. If you don't hit the stick in any direction, so you're just braking in a straight line, uh -huh. there's a chance you just completely lose control of your car. Yeah. Now, uh, when you skid in this game, uh, it's like you're on ice and that whatever direction you're headed in, that's just you now. It has some really insane momentum in the, like, skid physics. Like, I don't know how it works. Because, yeah, I would start to lose control of my car and then I would try to, like, lay off the accelerator and, like... Yeah, drop the RPMs to regain control of your car. Steer into it to try to gain control of my car. Yeah. And I would just, like start flipping uh -huh. like i it was like no you're gone now <laughs> yeah enough of this i it, i don't know what the game wants me to do in those situations because anything i tried literally anything it all just resulted in me hitting things and spinning more yeah same or uh because you keep running into walls which knocks your gas meter down yeah and then you just run out of gas and then you get a dnf for the race because you couldn't make it to the pit to gas up. And, like, no matter how much you knock around other cars, none of those other motherfuckers ever get gas. Yeah, it's a weird thing where, like, you include collision and car damage, but if you, like, spear someone, you can't take them out of the race. Yeah. Like, sure, it's not, like, what, flat out or burnout or what they should ever. Right, which is the thing. Those are arcade-style racers mm -hmm. where that's a legitimate thing. You know, you use your car as a weapon to knock people out of the race. And this game feels like it should be that because, again, it's very fast and loose and you can't control anything and you should just be smashing into people. Yeah, they have the whole damage meter like they want you to. And then they have a literal actual turbo boost. Yeah. <laughs> but then it doesn't, again, it, it wants to not be that as well. Uh, also, like, I've never damaged a car enough to where, like, it wouldn't still race. Also, does it cost money to fix your car? Yes. Really? Because yep. it never charged me. That I noticed. It is basically a pittance until you get to the higher end because, like, <laughs> I was using the, uh, what is it like? It goes from A to G, G being the, like, top-tier supercar, the, like, El Diablo. Not a Lamborghini. Fuck off with that. Or whatever they call it. And uh, it would cost me, like, 500000 to repair it <laughs> after I'd, like, flip it and shit. Like, yeah, okay. But, like, the only way I ever was able to not complete a race was I would run out of gas from crashing into shit constantly because I just couldn't make a fucking turn or 
I would end up rolling and then landing on the roof, and you couldn't get it back over. But, like, I was trying. Like, I went from the start of a race just the other direction, banging into shit and intentionally hitting every car I could get to to just try and get it to uh, explode. That's what I wanted. Never did it. It's lame. It's very lame. Right? The whole time, the fucking voice in your head's like, oh, you're going the wrong way. Also, who the shit is that guy? He's your pit crew. Your pit boss. Is he? Because, like, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. We haven't even talked about the goddamn tracks. That's fine. The music, right? The music is uh, some DJ, right? Okay. So it's like uh, DJ Tiesto. We actually have to talk about this. Okay. Is DJ Tiesto is a real, like, yes. DJ. Yeah. Like, legitimate, actual DJ. Yes. It is funny to me, his inclusion in this game. I mean, that's not uncommon where, like, racing games would take an actual DJ, like, uh, so, like, they're providing the music for it. What I think is funny is that they went with, like, number four B-sides. Like, they're not good tracks. (laughs) Like, what is this generic-ass house beat shit we're listening to? They're not really great racing tracks, no. But, yeah, legitimately, uh, I looked it up. He, like from various places has won DJ of the year, best DJ in the world, like things. Yeah. I've absolutely listened to some DJ Tiesto before. Yeah. So like at this point in time, it is not even close to a thing to say he is bigger than this game. Yeah. Yeah. By a long shot. Even when it came out, like he (laughs) was regarded as one of the best DJs in the world at the time. And it just makes you wonder is like, what the fuck? They just approach and be like, we have money. Can we use some of your songs? Which, like, I get. Like, bro, if you have money, you can use our audio, too. I don't know what you'd use it for, but, like, money, please. Just pay us first. <laughs> we got to talk about that before you use it, for fuck's sake. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, like, that's that's pretty common, where you get uh, some, like, DJ. Uh, they're the soundtrack. What uh, fucking game was it? Uh, Burnout Paradise, right? And it's uh, DJ Automata or some shit. Yeah. And, like, that soundtrack fucking slaps. And, like, this almost does. Because, like, there's some of the tracks that I enjoyed, but, like you had said, they're not good racing tracks. Like, right. they're not... It's this weird, like, you can clearly tell, he, you, and obviously, from his resume, he's a very talented DJ. Yeah. And it's just, like, one of those weird... Racing has a certain feel. <laughs> you want um, energetic, a higher octane, something that really like gets you into it. Yeah. Not these like kind of flat house beats. Yeah. <laughs> Which would make excellent menu music. Well, that's good for the actual racing, though. <laughs> He's staring at me. Yeah, we just make weird faces at each other. I don't know why I'm looking at my notes. I've got everything. <laughs> Almost what, everything. What notes? Uh, I have the tracks. Yeah. Which are important, right? Sure. Every racing game has to have tracks, and they use real-world tracks. And they call the tracks by the city they're in so they don't have to pay a licensing fee for the actual name of the track. And I fucking love that. (laughs) Yeah, again, it's that same level with the cars where it's like the knockoff version. (laughs) Yeah. You don't go to the Nuremberg ring. You just go to a race in Nuremberg. Yeah. It could be anywhere. <laughs> yep. Uh, I don't have any other examples offhand. Um, uh, I didn't bother, like, uh, yeah, the, Germany was the only one that I recognized. And, like, I'm sure I know some of these other ones, but I couldn't place them. Like the San Cristo Speedway. 
I don't know. Could be a thing, could not be. Uh, anyway, you've got like Red Devil City, Neo, Yokohama, Mount Kurama, and San Juan. Yeah, I I don't know my races well enough. The only uh, ones I know at this point really are uh, ones from Gran Turismo. Were any of those Laguna Seca? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only reason I know any track is because pick an arcade racer because I'm not into the sim i'd rather just bounce my way around which like this game almost lets you do it doesn't but almost and right as i said it falls in this weird spot between sim and arcade where it doesn't succeed at either of them yeah in addition to being uh worse in every way than like gran turismo again not a surprise they spent so much time and money developing that series uh, that they're like we are the sim racing people. And as you said, with all the other examples of arcade racers, basically everyone was like, yep, you guys got it. We're going to go do something different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not competing in that space because yeah, we don't cause have the time or budget for that. Why would you? Oh, the uh, the tracks that I mentioned, that's it. That's all of them. There's uh, seven tracks. Yes, there are seven tracks. Yeah. I mean, like they have your normal racetrack variety, like the nor- same thing at night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they do have a short and long version and then the short and long reversed for all of them, but the first one, San Cristo Speedway. Yeah. Which is also the only one that says it's a speedway. Like everything else is just like Red Devil City. Where the fuck even is that? Oh, the first one is uh, Super Speedway, right? Yeah. It's just the uh, like not an oval, but it's like it's oval, but it, like triangular. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also slightly triangular. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's what common speedway shape, too, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it everything about this game feels like a knockoff, because it is. I mean, uh, I was going to bring this up. I saw somewhere. I don't remember where. I'd have to look it up again at this point, and it's not worth it. <laughs> this game came out at, like, 15 or $20, right? So it's the budget idea. Hey, here's this game. It's not, because at the time, full-price games were, like, 50 I believe. Yeah, I think they were still 60. I don't know. Full price was like 60 bucks for 20 years. I don't think it went up to 60 until later in the PS2 into the PS3. It could have been 2005. I wasn't buying new games. What did I care? Right. Like, that is the Gran Turismo came out, I'm pretty sure, at $50. Sure. 2001. I mean, I'll take your word for it. But then, because uh, it was very successful, they put out a Game of the Year edition. Yeah. Which is something they did for a lot of PS2 games. Mm-hmm. Um, the game of the year edition, uh, was just basically a second print run that was cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Hey, we, this game sold really well. Here's more copies. And they priced it down. Yeah. And that came out at the same, basically 15 to $20 before this game came out. <laughs> so they weren't even competing on budget. I mean, they were, but like, it's a worse game. <laughs> it was like, you had, uh, told me that off mic and like, I would was so much more favorable about this game after learning that it came out at a like 50, at a budget price point like ah okay that this makes sense then like they weren't chasing that full price for this piece sure but it's still such a weird release yeah it is like it's just again there's only 21 cars there's seven tracks it feels so stripped down yeah, which you would think that for as stripped as it feels, that they would have it much tighter than it is. Right. It's If it was super stripped down, but it actually felt good to play, then okay, it's a budget racing game. 
or like if it felt terrible well you actually should work on that make it feel good first but uh, like race racetracks exist in the world and you can't as far as I'm aware, fundamentally trademark the shape of a racetrack. No. Well, I don't know. I bet you probably can. So how much more effort is it to include more than seven? What's what, like, I don't understand. If you were to tell me that this game came on a demo disc with, like, three other games and, like, this was it, I would buy that. Right, because it doesn't feel like a whole game. No. It does have weird, chonky, blonde models standing next to cars in the garage for no real reason whatsoever. Yep, when you scroll through your cars, there's a model showing them off. Yeah, and she, like, moves position depending on the car. Mm -hmm. And I thought she was the pit boss, so I thought that was just her dude voice in my head. Saying things that I could barely hear over the music in the engine and the constant crashing because I couldn't control the car. And, like... I didn't just play this game with a supercar. Like, I tried going through races with a car that it wanted. I just wanted to feel the difference between the worst and the best car that you could get. And the only difference is, as you go up in grade, it accelerates faster, and its top speed max is out higher. But other than that, they feel the exact same for every goddamn car. And since it goes so fast and is so hard to control... Eh. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, going from 0 to 220 in, like, 6 seconds kind of isn't what you want when you can't fucking turn anyway yeah uh it's an amazing thing that like the game feels so not in control there's i forget the w one race but it's got 90 degree turns and it's a nightmare yes yes it is <laughs> because like you come up and so you try to break to turn and the break feels so like useless up until a certain point, at which point the game has decided you have stopped moving. <laughs> and I need you to understand this is not zero miles per hour. You stop moving at like 35. <laughs> the game's just like, oh, you're breaking? Great, you're done now. What? Yeah. Where's my momentum to turn? They're like, no. No. No, you, you were breaking, so you, you stopped. have stopped moving. Yeah. <laughs> but it says I'm going 35. No, no, you have stopped moving. <laughs> no, you're done. I was like, so I thought, okay, uh, because you have gas, brake, reverse. I don't know why reverse is different than brake instead of just holding it like it is in everything else. Ah, uh, and handbrake. Ah, okay. So what they want you to do, obviously, is they want you to drift. Except, hey, remember how I mentioned that when you skid, you just like shoot off in that direction like you're suddenly on ice? Yeah, that's all the drip, the handbrake does for you. It's just, oh, I want to crash now. Hit the handbrake. Yeah, it's the spin button. <laughs> Watch this sweet trick. Yeah, and God help you if you're trying to, like, drive anywhere in reverse because the game isn't sure how to fucking handle it. And maybe that was just me. No, I don't think that it was. That's just the game. Yeah. So, uh, that's, uh, I think it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a uh, short review because DT Racer is entirely what it is. It's a budget racer. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, I, uh, as I said, when this was recommended, racing games aren't really on my list of games I like. As uh, covered in a lot of uh, our reviews, I don't like a lot of genres, apparently. And racing isn't one of them. Yeah, I get that. So, like, I don't play racing games. I'm not very good at them. And I felt like most of the time uh, when I was racing because I didn't have a supercar that I was just doing terribly because I couldn't control my own car. It was uh, bad. It was awful to play, and I did not enjoy it. And then going to Gran Turismo was such a change of pace where it was like, oh, 
I'm actually doing things. I feel like I'm doing things. And I actually like playing this. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, if you want to play an old PS2 racer, Gran Turismo's right there. Hold on. If you want to play a PS2 racer, you have, what, half the goddamn PS2 library? There's so many fucking racing games on the PS2. And how many needs for speeds are there? 740, because the PS2 had games printed for it for 400 fucking years. Like, just infinite goddamn games with the PS2. Nah, I'm with you. I don't know what it is that you're coming to DT Racer for, that another game isn't doing better and is more fun. And at this point, like, okay, to be fair, uh, we paid what? Like $1.99 for this game? Like, physical copy? Yeah. Which, like, I kind of feel like we paid two bucks more for it than we should have. They should have gave us a penny to take that off their hand. I'd have been all right with that. But, like, uh, no, and I, I don't recommend it. I don't know who it's for. Like, now, I don't know who it's for. Back then, I still don't know who it was for. Because, like, they're, at that price point, they're, they're, like you had said, why wouldn't you just pick up Gran Turismo? This is the kind of game that, like, your grandma bought you and she thought, you know, like, she thought she was doing really good. So you had to tell her that you like it. Because you don't want to be a dick to your grandma. But, like, she got it in a bargain bin, you know? Yeah. She <laughs> found it and was like, you like cars? Yeah. Cars and the video games. And you're like, I do, grandma. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> and then when she leaves, you go and turn it into GameStop. <laughs> you turn it in for the 50 cents in credit? Literal nickel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what do we do now? Well, now we answer letters from listeners like you. <gasps> listeners like who, Jason? I'm so excited for this. Uh, I've been waiting. So for those of you unaware... Because, like, if this is your first episode, strap in. Uh, (laughs) There's an ongoing lore uh, from a listener uh, known as Mr. Brit, Lord Britannia. And so I have to throw on my worst British accent and read whatever he writes. That's it. That's how it goes. And he writes nonsense. Half the time, I'm pretty sure he's just writing things to make me say weird stuff. Yeah. And, like, he crushes it, too. (laughs) It's awesome. So this one's the longest one he's written. Fuck yes. And uh, oftentimes I read through them beforehand. Haven't done that. So, anyway. I, uh, because, like, I happened to be browsing through the emails, and I saw it, and then immediately put it down. I was like, I don't want to spoil any of this. So uh, we left off uh, uh, the duel. Right. Uh... Was it the night before? Yeah. So now we're headed into. <laughs> right after that cliffhanger ending. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> God, I'm trying to get my voice because I remember <laughs> doing it, but it's been so long. Yeah. <clears throat> my drive to the dueling ground on Hampton Heath was long but sedated one, taking me alongside the coast and between the trees of a rainforest before arriving at the numerous hillocks of the grounds. I parked the car, got out, brushed the crumbs of my travel croissant from my trouser (laughs) fronts and made my way to the designated dueling hillock. On my way up the path, I bumped into Lady Gundro Nand Backaway (laughs) and her late wife, Dame Jade Kiltano, who was, wonders never cease, on time. The ladies paused in front of me, and the dame spoke first. Much as I abhor of all the pomp and theatrics, Lord Britannia, I do thank you for giving these blighters what for. 
Dame Kalano, I have a feeling this might be letting those two off rather lightly. Had you been there, I imagine they would have lost their hands for their insult, I laughed. Nevertheless, her ladyship chimed in, we thank you and will be cheering you on. I bowed low and thanked them for their support. I continued on my way and happened to catch the conversation before I was out of earshot. Oh, this is all rather stressful, said her ladyship. How about we go out to dinner tonight once the dust settles, suggested Dame. Capital idea, but where do you have in mind? Perhaps Bechadels, my love. Oh, wonderful. And maybe we can... The sound of the remainder of the conversation faded away as I mounted the summit of the dueling hillock. <laughs> On the end of the field stood Duke Autumn Tawinter. That's autumn into winter there. Yet more wordplay, I boy. <laughs> and Sir Bertildent Cunderbash, glaring at me from their dueling tent. I scowled back and made my way inside my own tent and sat in a leather wingback chair. To calm my nerves before the bout, I put a headspace-guided medallion record on the wind-up gramophone <laughs> and settled into my breathing exercises. <laughs> Meditation, oh. I can't even read. <laughs> Before long, a gentleman from my solicitor's office, Herbert, 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 Horbert, Herbert, and Sons, <laughs> arrived with a squarish attache case. I opened the clasps, and inside the crushed velvet interior, a computer screen was embedded in the top part with a keyboard trackpad and equal in the lower compartment. <laughs> the laptop held a digital copy of my will, and so I checked it over, ticking the necessary boxes regarding organ, organ donorships, bequeathing my physical possessions, my staff, and my monetary wealth to the patron of the bad gamecast for being such good sport. Please give us money. Soon after... That was my own ad-lib. <clears throat> Soon after, a bell was sounded and the combatants were called to the arena. Each of us were presented a set of briefcases containing our weapons. It was to be a traditional fight. Thus, we were armed with the classic weapons of a dueling rapier and nunchuck. Once ready, we each watched our starting points on the field. During my walk, I was pleased to see her ladyship and the dame smiling encouragement. The Earl of Grey and Mr. Keeman were there too to cheer me on. I was genuinely t I got into my starter position, readied my weapons, and awaited the starting gun. On the right side of the arena, the gathered audience adjudicators awaited in anticipation. On the left, the band struck up some thematically appropriate music. The gun fired and my opponents and I surged. As I drew close, my eyes rolled back into my head. My feet staggered and I began to fall to the floor. Inches from the floor, I whipped myself around and slashed towards Tau Winter. However, at the last moment, I spun on my heel and lunged at Cumberbatch. A feint within a feint, who just managed to block with a defensive parry and leaped back. We were back as we started, but I had rattled them. Their breathing was already accelerated as we circled each other, sword tip pointed. God, this is so long. <laughs> You're doing great. Tau Winter was the larger and stronger of my opponent, but he wasn't half as cunning as Kundabash. I knew I could use that. I lashed out with all my force with nunchuck and kick into Kundabash's solar plexus to knock him as far away from us as I could before rounding on Tau Winter as the two of us engaged in Dragon Ball Z levels of blisteringly fast <laughs> sword swipes and parries. Fuck yes. 
I kept half an ear out for Kundabash and drew Tawinter wholly into dealing with me. My strategy paid off because Kundabash, thinking I was too absorbed to notice, charged at my back. I dropped to the floor and sid slid between Tawinter's legs, clocking the nunchuck into his groin as I slid through. <laughs> this caused him to double over and for Kundabash to go charging into him. The two of them banged heads with a sickening crunch. As the men staggered back from each other, clutching their heads, I hauled myself to my feet, wrapped my nunchuck arm around Kundabash's neck, kicked Tawinter's legs out from under him as Kundabash struggled in my grapple. I pointed my rapier tip at Tawinter's neck as he crashed to the floor. Yield, I panted. Tawinter tried to push his luck, but as he attempted to right himself, I pressed the sword point a little into his flesh, drawing a thin trickle of blood. Yield, I called again, louder. The big man dropped his weapons. Officials came from the side and helped him to his feet to walk him off the field. I allowed myself a moment of satisfaction, but the fight was far from over. Kundabash elbowed me in the ribs and broke my hold of him. He followed that with a backhanded nunchucked thwack to my face, <laughs> and I spun away from him to ready myself for the next round. We were back to circling one another as we tried to anticipate the other's move. At once, Kundabash let out a yell and leaped at me. Something had changed. He was like a cornered spider. Barrowful, desperate and erratic. <laughs> I was an owl shark. Perhaps uh, I outclassed him in skill and handsomeness. But damn it, if he wasn't going to give me everything he had. <laughs> you had to look so hard at it, you dropped your axe. <laughs> we slashed and parried and struck and blocked. It was a lot like uh, the good lightsaber fights in Star Wars, only with slightly more nunks. <laughs> Unfortunately for Kundabach, I had been studying him and his moves. He dance, dancely danced, our deadly dance of deadly death, and had him all worked out. In a flash, I struck out, stepping within his reach, countering his slash and unbalancing him. It was over. As he fell, I slashed at each of his hands and sent his weapons clattering to the floor. He attempted to rise, but at, with, as with Tawata, my rapier tip pressed just deeply enough to make him rethink man. He raised his hands. Kundabach and Tawinter were hauled off to say sorry for their insult to her lady, like they meant it. Afterwards, <laughs> they were instructed to go to their rooms and think about what they had done. <laughs> Myself and my supporters, by contrast, elected to enjoy a fine afternoon tea on the Duel to celebrate my victory. Thus concludes the particular chapters of my adventures. Yours faithfully, Lord Righteous <laughs> Ethereald Percival Britannia, first czar of outer Ting Tong, Devon. <laughs> Fuck yes. So anyway, if any of that made sense to you, please write in because I have no idea what I just read. Uh, but uh, thank you for the uh, continued nonsense as much as... It hurts my brain and my uh, constantly changing accent. Uh, it is amusing. <laughs> so if uh, anyone wants to send in, I guess, whatever they want, I will read it at this point. Like, <laughs> you can send in, I don't know, if you're a struggling writer and you've got a screenplay, apparently I'll read it. <laughs> Just like, you got to break it up a little, but <laughs> here we are. <laughs> So any uh, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want me to read here on this, that, and their podcast, email thebadgamecast.gmail.com. You can find us if you want to interact with us in other non-email ways, The Bad Gamecast on all our social medias, 
There's a, a Twitter, a Twitch. Uh, we stream most weeknights, uh, an amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a subreddit. There's it's basically it. There's a Discord. Um, it's growing. Still a small community, but you know, come if you want to drop suggestions, just say hi. The Discord's probably where we're most active, just because we're both on there more yes. often. Yep. Um, and then obviously, uh, actual factual support on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the bad game cast. Uh, it, uh, means a lot. Yes. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. You guys are the fucking bestest. And, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jake Prey. Occasionally I tweet things. Uh, that it. We missed anything. That, that'd be it. Hey, all right. Well, for the bad game cast, I've been a crumpled hood in a roadway. I'm... Turbo Boost? Good night, everybody! You know, it's not not often I get to watch you read something and like your facial expressions that whole time. Holy shit. There's so many. I swear I messed up at least a quarter of that. The uh, the eyebrow raise on Sparrowvole. And- <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea where it was going. Yeah, you know, we should really come up with like, figure out what episodes these are on and cut it into the uh, the adventures of Lord Britannia. <laughs> Just put out a single episode. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I guess I can hit the button. Yeah. <laughs>